0: hi everyone mel here with a new episode of the creative connection for my next episode i'm very excited to introduce danielle nicole she is a self-taught digital animator from san antonio and explores some very important themes in her animations and i can't wait to explore those themes with you But first, tell us a little bit about yourself. I read that you started
1: off as a dancer. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, let me see. So I actually graduated high school in 2005. um, And I went straight into um, becoming an art major. But I was kind of confused how to navigate the art world at that point i really wasn't exposed to a lot of artists the high school that i came from wasn't very supportive of the arts Um, and it was easier for me to just go straight into dancing because i was already a part of a studio i got offered a teaching job right away so i was kind of just a decision that i made i gave up art and went into teaching at the dance studio so i taught at that dance studio for 10-ish years um, and then it, it became clear that it was time for me to leave that place. And the only other thing that I knew I could do was make art. And so I decided to enroll in classes at a community college. I thought I was going to be a kindergarten art teacher. This was my, <laughs> the only vision I had for myself. And, um, and then I just dove in. And then I graduated with a bachelor's of fine arts, concentrating in drawing in May of 2021.
0: So how do you go from dancing to drawing? Was there a specific moment or experience that guided you into this totally separate realm of art?
1: It was interesting because when I graduated high school, I wanted to be an animator. But again, because where I was, I never had an animation class. I had no idea how animation even worked. Um, I was obsessed with, um, there's like a Pink Floyd DVD that's fully animated called The Wall. But that um, DVD, when I was like 16 or 17, I watched it. and it made me want to be an animator. I was like, ah, that's what I want to do. I want to make these long animations to beautiful music and I want them to be kind of surrealist and weird and trippy. But again, I didn't know how to do that, right? And so I I just let it go. When I was about to graduate, the semester before, my last semester, I had to take a class called New Media. And New Media is everything from video, film, Uh, sound experiments, um, projecting um, onto stages and playing with lighting and stuff like that. And it just so happened that in the particular class that I signed up for, we would have an animation project. So I made an animation um, and my teacher was like, wow, you're really good at drawing. Have you ever thought about animating? And it was kind of like this serendipitous kind of moment.
0: I've seen your videos on Instagram, and uh, these videos have different mediums like ink or Sharpie and acrylic. What is the process of creating these animation skits?
1: Yeah, so I kind of feel like my process is relies heavily on improvisation. Um, so I do not typically storyboard. So when you hear a lot of animators talk, um, it's a very um, controlled, planned out um, idea that they're trying to execute. I do not typically do that. I kind of pull something from my sketchbook or I have some sort of concept that I'm working with and maybe I'll make um, multiple sketches around that concept. I'll start animating one. I won't know if that's the beginning, the middle, or the end. I just fully animate it and I kind of uh, improv with kind of these free associations or what is the drawing doing and I start just kind of throwing stuff in there and just seeing what happens so it's kind of weird it's very messy it's very like in the gray um, and I really like that way I, I like kind of like this chaos and like like not relying on control or a particular outcome.
0: Yeah, just letting it flow naturally. hmm yeah. Letting yourself explore through art. So tell us about your animations. Um, what kind of animations do you make?
1: So I do a lot of different things. They're all hand drawn. Um, sometimes I hand draw digitally in a couple of different programs. Uh, Photoshop, Toon Boom Harmony is another one. Um, But other times I will do um, Sharpie, I will do ink, I will do acrylic like you said, and then I will actually take those and scan those drawings into my computer one by one by one by one. I will then sequence them and play with the timing exposure like on the actual computer. Um, And then I paint the animations in a program called After Effects, um, which is kind of like Photoshop except for uh, motion. And I do different things like adding textures and different types of motion graphic effects at times um, to try and uh, add more depth and more, I really like to use the word like senses, I think, like a sensory experience to the animation um, that I've already drawn. So it's a mixture of analog traditional methods and more contemporary uh, digital methods.
0: Oh, wow. So... How long does it take to typically finish a piece?
1: Yeah, so it it uh, I work pretty quickly. Um and it depends on what all is happening uh in the piece, but I would say usually like for something really short, it would be maybe like 50 or 60 hours for for something that's maybe looped for 10 seconds, you know, and it's just a, a little loop. It's not even a full thing. Um, and it does take more time if I hand draw them on paper and scan them in. That obviously is more uh, more labor intensive than if I just draw it on my computer. That's a lot faster. I can kind of half the time if I'm drawing it on my computer.
0: Looking at your body of work that you shared on your, on your Instagram, I do notice a common theme of the female body structure. So, I'm just curious, what has led you to explore this theme through your art?
1: When I was younger, I had an eating disorder, and it was pretty severe. I got hospitalized quite a, a few amount of times, and um, and it was one of the reasons that I had to leave the dance studio. So, I started going to therapy, and you know, you you go to therapy like once a week, maybe twice a week, and uh, it's expensive, and you have to like be accountable when you're like outside of therapy. And so, like the only thing I could do was read things that would keep me um, on the right path. And so, I started reading a lot of books. I read books like the Ball, Bo- the Body is Not an Apology, Pursuing Perfection, um, Fearing the Black Body, um, and And through all of these books, I started to become more educated on hierarchies, and I started to become more conscious of these environments that I grew up in, and how those really uh, you know, taught me to fear my more natural body, and how I was constantly trying to control um, my body for for different reasons, but there's definitely um, a role that society plays in that right by the way that we talk about women's bodies by the way that we expect those bodies to work um and so um so yeah so that kind of became the thing that i knew the most about and so i started to just kind of express that in my artwork
0: oh wow i i definitely get um a sense of awareness of our body image through your animations and Another thing I've noticed is how the character seems to look very similar, if not the same throughout different pieces. Is that intentional? Is it is it supposed to be the same character?
1: So, yeah, so it's interesting. So the first animated piece that is like really, really about this, and if you, if you watch it, it's long, it's like, I think it's like five and a half minutes, and it is on my website, and it's called Helen, and... That was the first animation I ever made when I graduated UTSA. It was my thesis uh, piece. And in that piece, Helen represents uh, a real woman that worked. She was, uh, I think she was like chief and editor of Cosmopolitan, and she had a a severe eating disorder. Helen Gurley Brown was the
0: editor-in-chief for Cosmopolitan magazine from 1965, all the way through 1996. When she first took on the role for the magazine, she had no idea that this would turn into a platform that played an important role in helping young women redefine their roles in society.
1: And so that piece is really about Helen like very concretely and sort of like these things that she goes through and then from beyond that I started to realize oh you know like there's a little bit of Helen in like most women that I know and so kind of like Helen became like this verb kind of like how we say like oh that's a Karen right Helen became like this verb to me that I started like imposing on these different characters that existed. Maybe some were without Helen, maybe some were with Helen, Um, and so in that sense, it kind of transformed that Helen didn't have to be this concrete person. There was like, Helen was just this verb that existed in these different characters.
0: So aside from the reoccurring character that we've seen throughout your body of work. There are also other themes that you explore through other characters. Could you tell us a little bit about these other themes that you're exploring?
1: So lately I've been kind of exploring magical worlds. And the reason for this is because I started to think about the idea of control. And I started to question, like, what role... Magic would play in that, right? Like, if I want to, for example, let's say, control something on my body, like, is there like a spell that I can do for this? And does that come from a place of wanting to control, or does that come from a place of being controlled? And so, I kind of have, um, in my last piece, I think that I actually was really like exploring it was like almost a year ago, and it's called Microwave Coven. And there's like these two women. It's actually me and my friend Sarah. They're like doing these things to their body, like when women woman pulls a vein out of her eyelid, and the other one kind of like she's an Aries, and so she like changes her actual foot into a hoof. And um, I started thinking about like how um, how what role does this like magic play in getting control back of our body? Um, there was an episode on this TV show that's really popular, and I think it's called like Salem. It um, was a TV show, and it's it's been a while, so I might get this kind of wrong. So help me out if you know what I'm talking about. But there was a there was a an, a part where I think she had to get an abortion, or she wanted an abortion, or something. She had to use magic, and that kind of like sparked this um, idea in my head, where I was thinking like people imposing these ideas on us and us wanting to reclaim control of those bodies of our bodies and how how do we do that um and then I also kind of started to explore some ideas around like escapism and like wanting to escape maybe your natural body too would be another way that you could look at that like if my friend is trying to change her foot into a hoof it's like why is she doing that does she find it more powerful to exist in this other type of body right and so those are kind of these ideas and they don't always have answers they're just like these questions that i play around with and make these animations about
0: you know and and as we're talking i'm just fully realizing that all of your animations have female characters and there, there there's no dialogue and what, what I'm thinking of is that there's something about language that is incredibly masculine. And I sometimes feel that only in this other realm can women truly speak to each other and genuinely understand each other. And your animations, like they don't have that dialogue. It's pure sounds and music and, and visuals. And it falls in line with this realm of where, you know, it's, it, it, we can come together and explore and then reclaim all these aspects of what it is to be female. And that just makes it all the more insightful and all the more intriguing to watch. So, what are you currently working on and what upcoming projects do you have i
1: have a maybe a a music video that i might start working on that probably won't be out until next year i just finished uh animations for a new film called the dark sisters um, which is made by richard bailey Um, not sure when that will be out probably next year but other than that It's kind of slow right now. I don't have any um, upcoming shows or anything like that. I am applying to grad school. We'll see how that goes.
0: And now for a journal entry from the Creative Thinking Journal. The entry Danielle and I have picked is titled very specific playlist. So this exercise is to set the musical mood by creating the playlist for a gathering of different types of people. This group could be anyone, beauty influencers, car salesmen, railroad conductors, bike couriers, feng shui consultants, or even headhunters. In this case, Danielle and I each picked our top five favorite songs to set us in the mood for creating. This playlist is also going to be available on Spotify to help get you in the mood to create. It's the perfect blend of 90s grunge and alternative rock.
1: So I'm going to start with um, the song called Return to Annihilation. Um, It is by a band that I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce their name, but Locrian, L-O-C-R-I-A-N.
0: My first song is, um, ooh, Let the Music Play by Shannon.
1: Okay, right above that, All Night Passion. Oh. Alicia. Okay,
0: okay. Kicking off the grunge playlist, When I Grow Up, by Garbage.
1: Oh, I love that one. I love Garbage. Okay, let's see here. I'm going to go with, all right, let's go with um, Victim, by Primitive Man. Okay, for my third choice, I'm going to go with Far Away, by Cut Copy. Oh, I like that one, okay. Let's see here. Um, all right, I'll go with, uh, You Take Nothing, Regana. Okay, for
0: my fourth, oof, starting to get a little nervous here. My playlist is a little all over the place. Uh, number four will be Just My Imagination by the Cranberries.
1: Oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna go with, um... All right, I'll go with uh, Drop Me a Line, Midnight Magic.
0: For my last song, <laughs> I, hope, I hope no one laughs at me for this one. I'm going to go with I Believe in a Thing Called Love by The Darkness.
1: I was just listening to that yesterday, actually. So uh, for my last song, let's see here. I'll go with uh, Lazy Man by Cobra Man. I feel like that's, oh, okay. that's fitting for that that.
0: Yeah. Again, this playlist will be available on Spotify for anyone in the mood that is needing to create or just want some all around good vibes. Enjoy this playlist created by Danielle and I. Thank you so much for listening and until next time.